Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast you are back for the comic book journey through film i am colton robertson and i am joined by joseph george what's up homie oh what up what up always a pleasure to be here oh and it's always a pleasure to have you today we're talking one that i did not fondly remember necessarily Mm. uh I, i i recall you know as a child enjoying the movie But I also recall not watching it for 15 to 20 years, Mm -hmm. uh, somewhere somewhere (laughs) in that range. Uh, Today we're talking Daredevil, starring Ben Affleck from 2003. It was released on Valentine's Day 2003 and was written and directed by Mark Stephen Johnson. Uh, Wow, what a love movie. Now, knowing that it's released on Valentine's Day, I wonder if they were like... This is a love story they won't forget. But um I mean I, I can't lie. Pretty strong aspect of the movie. That's that's the thing, is actually like the the only thing I remember of this movie is the scene where Electra, not Daredevil, I've been hyping this scene up um and talking about it in my brain. The way I've thought of this scene is that it was Daredevil at the beginning of the movie slicing sandbags to the song wake me up or uh is that the song or is it actually bring me to life i think is the actual name but like that's what i thought the scene was but it it turns out Mm -hmm. that the scene is actually whenever electra like learns that her father you know her father's past and she thinks it's daredevil and it's her with her daggers and her like starting you know for her like introduction as electra basically um and I can't believe I like just didn't remember it that way because I swear I would as a kid. This is the only memory I have of this movie is I had the movie on VHS. I would put it in. I would watch that scene. I would rewind it and I would watch it again. And it would just it would just be over and over and over. And it I think it makes more sense now because one, I'm a little kid and I probably just saw a beautiful girl with knives doing cool things to a cool song. So like whatever, but also like right after that, the movie is just actually like good after that. Like it's actually just like the good part of the movie. This is one of those rare movies on the comic book side of things. As far as what we've covered in this project where the back half is actually stronger than the first half. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen a lot. It's usually the first half you're like, okay, this is cool. I love getting to know these characters and stuff. And then it goes way off the fucking rails. This, I actually had a tougher time with the getting to know the characters part. And then like, uh, once we knew the characters, it was like, okay, yeah, fuck yeah. Now I'm all the way in. Mm. Uh, it is this, I will say because most of these, you know, like, Blade was a first watch after several years. Didn't surprise me much. Blade mm. 2, pretty much a first watch. 
everything else I've kind of kept in the rotation relatively. You know, Supergirl, not really. Superman three and four, not really. This one, that's that this thing might slot in to to a a potentially revisitable experience. Uh I think it is. I that's the weird thing is that I am this, this is, is the, the most surprised I've yes, been by a movie. Definitely. So out of the project, this one I thought was going to be absolute hot garbage. I'm like, I'm ready for the whole movie to be absolutely terrible and me just to have like the nostalgia is the only thing that keeps me in the movie. But I was like, I'm getting the little nostalgia, you know, I'm, I'm seeing Ben Affleck, a young Ben Affleck as, as Daredevil, which is, is pretty cool. Um, I just want to get this out of the way because I don't think he deserves much talk at all, but John Favreau is foggy, just one of the horniest people. On in oh, Hollywood at the time, like fucking, like this movie was a trash adaptation. It will do oh, very bad in that section of the podcast. That was so like Foggy was just like, damn, that sucks. Like seeing how cool Foggy could be in like the Netflix series, you know, like Foggy is a lovable. That's a lovable guy. I love Foggy in that series. Here it's just kind of like, okay, all right, John, all right, yeah, like yeah. you just wanted to rub the. St- boob statue whatever you know like that weird lion statue that had a boob and he just kept rubbing it like what like you chose to put that in the mood you know like yeah i don't know man i don't know know. yeah Um, it's a i do like uh i do like john favreau but uh, this is definitely one of his weakest uh, Mm. weakest performances yeah it's like Let's see, the non-Marvel performances that I know him for, I guess this is Marvel, um, actually, but, like, none, like, happy or just producing, like, the MCU, um, is Sopranos and this, um, is, like, I, I really think, like, kind of the only two times I've seen him, and, like, it's just... He directed the iconic Christmas movie Elf. Okay, I had no idea on that. He also pops actually, up as a, as a uh, pediatrician in it who pricks uh oh will ferrell's God. finger he's like my finger has a heartbeat yeah he uh he you know, maybe uh, he i don't give john favreau enough credit maybe i do just dog on the guy a lot because he's Swinger, happy and and uh, oh, okay in the 90s with vince vaughn very good one as well john favreau's done some shit uh but the sopranos what's that like it's like season two i feel like it's like uh, this might just season two episode seven i'm i'm confident that's on the fucking money uh really yeah i'm fair i'm fairly sure. that's insane that you can do that i had absolutely no idea um all right i'm looking it up and well it doesn't i mean that's the thing i think you're more fast at it than google is is it d girl yep. that he shows up in yep. the 20th that's episode it. It. is yep see wow that's insane that you could God just damn. do that yeah no um, uh that was lucky. And the only reason I can't do that with a lot of episodes of the Sopranos. <laughs> I can do that with the one that John Favreau's in though. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, regardless, uh, yeah, definitely not going to warrant a lot of discussion here. He does lend himself to the, the sort of poor adaptation part of this movie, mm. because, uh, as you can see from the comics that we read and we kind of, uh, set aside the Miller influences, Frank Miller influences. They were, uh, really, really well done. Uh, then you also had the Marvel Knights sort of revamping, not revamping of the character, but, uh, there came a point in the late nineties where Marvel was doing really, really bad mm. financially. Uh, 
and Marvel Knights kind of single, not single handedly revived the comic industry, but was a very, very large hand in reviving, in reviving the comic industry. It was uh, spearheaded by John Casada, who mm. is referenced in this movie as the character who gets, who falls onto the train track and dies. <laughs> mm. uh, the sea train. God, uh, man. And that, God. that's the thing is that like, this movie, they had the chance to be badass. Like, so many different, like, I don't know. Is, that moment was actually badass. He throw like, you see that light coming for you. That's not heaven. Like, actually, a bar. You know, like, should've oh just left it there. Should've just left it there, bro. Then he had to go, that's the C train. Shut the fuck up. I, oh, God. Like, he oh, didn't God. even make, like, an announce, like, he just literally said it. He could have been, like, that's hell come, you know, that's hell racing, something else. Uh, you know, I don't know, anything else or I, nothing I at all. I think he should have um, just left and that that's not heaven. And then, like, because can you imagine a train's light barreling towards you and someone tells you, like, <laughs> I'm just imagining myself sitting, on, like, laying down on some train tracks. Someone goes, you see that light? That's not heaven. I'd be like, oh, that was kind of hard. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the way I would go. My brain, in the way it happened in the movie, I'd be like, fuck, 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 I'm about to die. Like, I, nothing I can do here. And then I'm like, oh shit, hard line just delivered to me. At least that's I'm going this C-train. way. But then I hear, that's a C-Train? I think I look at Daredevil in that moment. And it kind of takes me away from my death. I think, like, yeah. I forget that I'm dying in that moment. No, yeah, like, I, I think like, I might actually go out on a happy note. I think <laughs> I might actually laugh at him a little bit. Uh, yeah. And kind of forget. But, uh, yeah, Let's that see, character is this... named after the guy who spearheaded Marvel Knights, uh, drew the Daredevil books that we actually read. We, we specifically referenced, uh, Daredevil 9 through 15 from the volume mm. 2 run, uh, because the romance that he sees with Echo in that was sort of reflective of the one he has with Elektra Dude. in this book. And, uh, yeah, what's cool about style too. The, oh, oh that was, my god that was Casada. that was Casada, which was cool uh, and he uh he actually went on to become the marvel editor-in-chief at the time so like Man. he was a very big like it's, big yeah these just looked i don't know that it's crazy what these comics did is like even for the superman and spider-man and batman comics like i kind of just covered the basis for like the the inspiration of the character just so i could you know have an actual hmm adaptation rating but like this one i i kind of just jumped around i kind of just read whatever seemed cool uh, i think in the more spirit of what comics are supposed to be treated like oh um, daredevil but, is so much fun to read man he's uh like he's just got he's kind of compelling for the same reasons batman is compelling as far as uh as far as the like, uh, oh well, they they don't have superpowers; they're just they're just fighting. And I know Daredevil technically has, you know, the radar sense. You want to think? I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, it is, but like, it's 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 explained as like he's blind, so just every other sense is enhanced. You know, and that's a, it was, also it, it was radioactive material, and, and yeah, I guess like chemical that whatever. did it. You know, uh, which was okay, uh, fair. That's fair. And that was, that that was the thing about this origin. That's kind of the only thing you need to know about mm. Daredevil is mm. the origin. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they, uh, 
I guess in this one, like in every origin, they had, or not I guess every single one, but I liked it as, like, Matt, as young Matt, was going to save, like, an old man, and then, like, that is what got him into the accident, you know, and and caused everything. Um, and they, they pay homage to it in the movie by, I think that's what the Stanley, um, cameo is. Um, whenever he just kind of puts his, you know, cane up and saves him from walking in the street. That was a good catch. I didn't even think of it as an homage. So it wasn't even, it wasn't even profound enough to, uh. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's the sad thing is that like, if they can even pay homage to it in the movie, you know, like they're, they know of that origin i guess like the thing they changed is they wanted his father to be kind of the reason it ha- you know i get like his father was the one who was you know sticking someone up got him to run away and then that's how it happened so like it hit him and his father's more tied and i think they did that just simply because like the father was on screen for maybe a minute you know or like two minutes of the movie like no, i don't know was, like uh, not it, a lot it started out strong you know, I, I guess no. He the, was on there for a while. It was for a little bit, it was, uh, not yeah. not super long, but uh, I'd say five, maybe maybe close to ten minutes. Uh, mm. like whenever he enters the room and his dad's passed out on the couch, and he like take care takes care of him and stuff. Like I was man. like, this is pretty pretty like, relatively damn. classic Daredevil. You know, like uh, it, it, mm. his dad's uh, alcoholism was always sort of uh it was either or like some comics involve it. Some like, as far as the origin is concerned, like I really like what the daredevil show does with it. Whereas dad's like an overwhelmingly supportive, just a really, really genuinely good dude. And like, Hmm. this guy seems like a really, really genuinely good dude. You know, like his his son comes home, picks him up and is like, like like helps him to bed. And he's like, Hey sonny, who, uh, who won the fight? And, Hmm. uh, they, he's like, well, this guy won the fight. I beat that guy. I also beat this guy, and I beat this guy. <laughs> I'm basically just guy. the best fighter in the world, son, and and you Captain know it, Jack Murdock. <laughs> As just the, for some reason, like underrated too. You know, like I don't know, just how how has this dude just gone under the radar, but defeated all these peeps? Um, I don't know, but the. Like, as far as, like, the lessons he instills in Matt is, like, kind of comic accurate still. Like, the sometimes line for line even, it's like, you will hit the books. You will, you know, I'm not going to let you, um, you fall. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to let you fall into my path. You're going to be a doctor, a lawyer. You're going to be something. You're going to make something of yourself. You know, he's, like, actually, like, a, a good, you know, I think, like, they did sort of well with the father, I guess, and the change they made, you know, of him. <laughs> That's one thing about this movie that was also surprising to me. I was not big on the change to his origin. Mm. You know, I I still think they could have managed him saving somebody on his way to getting blinded. Like, I I don't, I don't see how, I don't know why they decided to just go ahead and be a forklift. A forklift cuts open the, and he happens to be standing in the right spot. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's all right, but like probably uh, easier to you know film, I guess. Maybe, maybe yeah. not having to get. In, more I don't know. Yeah, I know. Uh, like I don't. Yeah, like no, just like, get right, no, this forklift right here. Uh, get like you already had Stanley. Have him walking across the street, reading a paper. But instead of the paper, it's just a big comic, 
in black and white. That'd be kind of funny. I don't know. Fuck it. And then he's just walking across the street all slow, smiling, reading a comic. You have a truck barreling towards him. You're like, fuck, I don't want Stan Lee to die. Boom, you have Child Matt come in, save him. And then on that truck is chemical, whatever. There you go. It took away my... I love love Daredevil comics the way that like almost every single issue, he says something that's like, uh, and the chemicals that took away my sight gave me the senses that... He has, yeah. It, it is just interesting. Just in case anyone's visiting for the first time, yeah, to yeah. remind everyone. It was uh, really cool, like, seeing the references they would make, you know, being like, all right, now just, uh, you could either go back and read this, or here's the little, little snapshot view of what happened, you know, here's the little summary of, of what went down, um, which was, no, yeah, I don't know. I love that shit, but uh, that, uh, what I was going to get to about the sort of changing of the origin and mm. sort of shoddy adaptation of daredevil overall is that i am i got similar vibes and again this is ben affleck i i get similar vibes to the way that batman is treated in batman versus superman and to Zack snyder's justice league where uh you know i think a shoddy adaptation of a character is justified if you give him a journey to fulfill the adaptation that you know mm-hmm. him you know so like uh him letting casada die at the beginning of the movie i'm not cool with that you know like i was i was immediately like this fucking sucks that's that's a rough that's a rough way to start the movie but to over the course of the movie make his journey reckon with the fact that he is the bad guy like he can't do that he shouldn't be allowed to do that yeah. he has to he has to fight outside the law while remaining better than the criminals he is fighting against mm. um, and him coming to the realization at the end of the movie like uh when he d- he decides not to kill fisk and he's like i'm not the bad guy i fucking love that like that's that's when a shoddy adaptation is justified and you know like it doesn't increase like it's not going to help the mm. adaptation rating it's still a rough adaptation but uh it'll help the critical rating i think uh, yeah. whenever you can send a like the way in Batman versus Superman and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Ben Affleck is this fucking brutal, just really, really cynical version of Batman. And then by the end of Batman versus Superman into the beginning of Zack Snyder's Justice League, he's like, it's all about faith. It's all about hope. Like, I just got to I just got to hope everything will be okay. You know, like uh, that's that vision. Yeah, it's like I think it's. He saw that vision from the Flash, and from that moment on, it's like different for him. Um, it, I, I think um, it is really interesting, like the point that you bring up of if they're if they are going to kind of go away from the adaptation and and you know do their own thing, they better they better be done well. And it was like he realizes that he might be the bad guy because a kid saw him, you know. I don't know. I don't know if that was like his the kid's father or something. He was. I don't know I why the kid was why. there, but like the kid, you know, started crying, freaking out, like "Don't hurt me, please, don't hurt me." He's like, "Kid, I'm not the bad guy." And then like starts to think of it more, and it's like, "Oh, I'm like okay, like this this is actually kind of an interesting way to go about it," uh, because like in the comics, I guess it's really just kind of instilled, just as he's grown up. It's like um, yeah, he just kind of always knew he wouldn't. He wouldn't kill people, you know? It's just, like, he's on the side. Of, he's becoming a lawyer, and, like, um, so it's, like... And that's the... 
that's the more natural, I guess, yeah, obvious true. route to go. <laughs> I feel like uh, I don't. I don't think coming to the realization that you shouldn't kill people is something anyone should have to do. Uh, <laughs> that's true. I think you should um, just know. Oh, I shouldn't kill people. Uh, yeah, and you know he 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 gets by on the whole like Christian Bale and Batman Begins technicality. I don't have to kill you, but I don't have to save you. And then he just kind of jumps out of the fucking train, you know, like uh, like okay, that's still that's that's basically killing a guy. Okay, that's basically yeah. killing a guy. Oh. If you have the opportunity to save a person and you look them in the eye and say a bar and let them die, you were okay with them dying. Uh, yep. Yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know, that's one of uh, my favorite panels was whenever, because in, in the comics, the fixer um, just has a heart attack. You know, it's like from the fear of and running and escaping, he just, he just has a heart attack and dies. So, like, you could say Daredevil, like, killed him, but really, like, he didn't, he didn't try to. You know, he was just trying to, to capture him, whatever. Um, right. But, like, it ends it ends with, you know, him saying, like, this one's for you, Dad. Um, whenever, like, because, you know, that's why he sought out uh, the Fixer in the first place and stuff like that, which was really cool. And then later on in, I believe it's that same comic, um, Ben Yurick comes up um, into his room and is like, yeah, like, I know, like, I know it's you. And... He, Matt then tells him his whole story of everything, and it ends yeah. with that, like, this one's for you, Dad. He ends with, like, the heart attack of the Fixer, and then Yurik is like, all right, you know what? This one's for you, Matt. And, you know, burns burns the, the papers and everything. And it's like, oh, my God, like, this is that, like, it's insane that out of pictures and a few, like, bubbles of text that, like, that story right there was like, I can say that this story and that comic is probably actually like more well-written than this movie, which is like, right. In, it's, it's insane to say that, but like, it's kind of, I don't know. No, that's the thing about is. comics as a medium that you come to realize the more you read them is that like all your life, you've kind of dismissed them as a, as an other sort of mm. uh, literature, other sort of medium. Mm -hmm. But if they are done right, they are as powerful as anything else you've read. And I think that's, uh, once you realize that, man, like you just have a whole different view of what comics are as a whole. Mm -hmm. And you start to realize that they're just like any other literature, just with. Yeah. Yeah. I saw them as supplementary really before. Art. Yeah. I saw them as like a supplementary thing, but mm -hmm. now it's like, it's just another thing that it, it, it is its own, you know, it's that it is um, the thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's awesome. I really like they have, they're a valid medium, you know, and I think mm -hmm. that's really, really important to come to realize. But, uh, what I do like is that while this wasn't an honorable adaptation by any means, the amount of references to the comic books mm -hmm. was very, very cool. Uh, oh, yeah. specifically the people who worked on the comic books, mm -hmm. there was a reference on the marquee for Murdoch's fight where he knocks the guy out and the fixer gets him in trouble. That was a uh, uh, battling Jack Murdoch versus John Ramita, who was a very big comic artist. And now his son, John Ramita jr. Is a very big comic artist. Very talented. Oh, That's cool. Very, very talented. John Ramita, very talented guy. Uh, when Hector Salamanca pops up very briefly. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Hector nice. Salamanca. I guess Stan Lee actually pops up. I guess they actually 
give an actual writer there, uh, the do. actual uh, writer. Yeah, but ahead. Hector Salamanca from Breaking Bad pops up and he's talking mm. to Batman Jack Murdoch and he's That's like, That's right. He's like, uh, Miller, Mac, Bendis, they're all my fighters. They're all comic book writers. That's they all, cool. They all worked on, like specifically Mac and Bendis, worked on the run that we read, that volume two, oh. uh, nine through 16 were written, or nine through 15 were written by Mac. And then uh, okay, Bendis did the issues after that. And eventually Bullseye shows up in that run. So it's like, it's like an homage to that. And then Frank yeah. Miller kind of revitalized the character to the point where people were like, oh yeah, Daredevil's, Daredevil's dope. Uh, so yeah, just just a lot of really cool homages to the people who worked on these comic books, mm. and uh, I really really appreciated that. You know, I don't think we've gotten like quite enough of that. We've gotten some of it, but uh, this one was really really blatant about it. Yeah, like, it was... they they pulled a lot of like a lot of dialogue was. I mean, I remember like I don't remember exactly which comic it came from, but I remember like hearing a line in the movie and like, oh, that was like a legit bubble. In one oh, of yeah. the, like, just word for word. Uh, I think it was mainly his father that I remember that mostly, but I feel like it popped up an, uh, a few other times in the movie. Wilson Fisk has, has um, a few, mm, just like very, very blatantly, like his, his lines. Uh, beyond, like, that's what's kind of crazy about this movie is that beyond ben, ben Affleck's Daredevil, him as Matt Murdock. I really, really, really like that's a very that's an extremely comic accurate vision of that character. Uh, like looks exactly like the comic book version of the that's character. The thing I don't know, Ben Affleck just has a thing for being the human side of the hero better. Mm. Um, he's just a better Bruce Wayne um, than Batman. Better, Matt he's Murdoch. a better Matt Murdock. But that's the thing is they don't dive into the law side of Matt Murdock. And I think that maybe comes more with like a sequel movie. If they were to do that, his origin, I guess is more of, of him becoming the daredevil, which I'm okay with. But I think like a really cool aspect is how he has to juggle, like being a lawyer and following the law. And then when it doesn't work, that is when he puts the suit on, goes out and is like, you know, like for it's even more badass to be like, for your sake, I hope you go to jail legally. You know, like, he says yeah. that to people. He's like, for your sake, I hope you're guilty here. Because if you're not, it's gonna, Something it's gonna be, gonna yeah, it, it will be worse for you. And, like, yeah. that, that's badass. That is, And like, that was a really, really, like, uh, another very blatant line in the sand about uh, morality in, in comic book movies often comes at the hands of, like, sexual assault uh, and preventing it from happening, or in this case, sadly did happen and now matt murdoch is prosecuting the sexual assaulter mm. and i thought that was uh, i thought that was an interesting new vision for the character uh or a new new vision for that sort of story you know uh, he's sort <laughs> of uh sort of an avenger in that way he, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't prevent it from happening he tries to prosecute him within the law and then lets him die at the hands of a train yeah i mean uh, he's like it's 2003, which is kind of impressive, you know, for, for this. He's like, oh, another rapist on the streets that just gets to go out. Nope, not having it. I'm going to throw him in front of a train. Like, that. I was like, kind that's of the reason I'm okay with it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, like a, the, the Tarantino um, thing where it's like he yeah. just gets the worst person before he brutally murders them. It's kind of like, yeah, it's just like if you made him just like a, 
the traffic violation, you'd be like, oh, fuck, Matt, maybe don't throw this dude, you know, like, okay, Matt, you know, you could, you could chill on the justice system a little bit, but, uh, no, this, it was, it was okay. This guy kind of got what he deserved, and I, I, Mm. I'm, I'm okay with it a little bit, but, uh. Because he even bragged about getting out too. He was like, "Oh yeah," and he, yeah, he was cocky about it. And, just disgusting, and, uh, just so. a disgusting, like vile, mm-hmm. just really ri- ridiculous. But uh, I love mm-hmm. the Matt Murdock side of the adaptation. I thought that would did a pretty good job. It didn't dive nearly deep enough into the lawyer side of things. Yeah, but I think that happened with the comic book uh, influences that we that I specifically referenced. Like I think Daredevil nine through fifteen specifically are the deepest influences on this movie uh the way that uh echo is like uh thinks he killed his father thinks he killed her father kingpin set it up to make it look like that a little bit obviously bullseye does it in the movie but bullseye at the instruction of fisk does it so like there's there's a lot a lot of moving parts there but i feel like it's the most it's the most clear uh reference point and in that book you know he he is he does go to work as matt murdoch he does go to uh, the law offices of Nelson and Murdoch, but he's mostly there to go. All right, what do I need to be looking for tonight? Mm. Yeah, uh, it's it's his uh, like Batman has all the tech, you know, and all the the billions of dollars where he could just scan radios and whatever. He knows where all the crimes happening, but but Matt Matt's just uh, he's you know outside of the suit, dude's a struggling lawyer trying to make it in the world, you know. So like. Yeah gotta give it to him you know i guess um we didn't see where he lived did we see where he lived like his apartment yes we did it was uh like his his tank yeah that's right his his like deprivation tank yes it did deprivation tank trying to it was there like because i know like in the netflix series he has you know an apartment that's in front of a massive billboard but he doesn't care because he's blind you know but i didn't think if there was anything like that for this one no, there wasn't. Um, it was just really dark. There was there was never any yeah. lights on. Uh, he would just kind of like like one of my favorite. Shots oh, that's right. He felt my... around the apartment. Yeah. I remember that now. Okay, yeah, um, it's not like my. And that's that's another thing about his radar sense that's interesting is that like uh, while Matt Murdock in the Daredevil series seemed to kind of always have it, and in the comics he seems to always have it. He needs a he needs specifically like sound. loud sounds yeah. to make it work, which. Makes more sense, probably. It does make more sense. sense. Uh, It uh, makes things a little bit more complicated for the character. Uh, I love whenever, like, it starts raining and he can tell it's about to rain. That was super cool. Uh, And actually, like, like, back to it whenever he like busts the pipe and lets lets. Oh, okay, that yeah. Okay. Now I have the upper hand in this fight. I fucking loved that. But then you get another callback with the umbrella to shut the rain off. And, like, that was, ah, like, yes. that was cold. Because, like, that, I mean, he he's, like, up on the rooftop the first time. He's like, yeah, it's about to rain. Trust me, I just know. Because I'm fucking Matt Murdock. I'm him. Um, also, I'll be able to see you for the first time. Uh, this will mm-hmm. be my way of actually seeing what you look like. And then he, like, she sees the absolute, like, oh my god, you're, like, holy fuck. And then, like, to then learn that he didn't kill your father, and then he, like, actually was trying to save, you know, and do that. And then just to be like, fuck it, I'm not gonna let you see me. I'm just actually, like, gonna walk away and enter the car without Mm -hmm. you seeing me. Like, I don't know, that was just kind of cold. 
It was kind of uh, cold. Not, not gonna lie. But, um, uh, yeah, man, that, uh, that shit was really cool too. I like mm. how in the comic books and in the movie, both Echo and Elektra, upon, like, just removing the mask and learning Daredevil is Matt Murdock, there's no further explanation needed. They both go, oh, I was wrong. You yeah, immediately. This. It was it, like, didn't even need to hear it from him. It was just like, like, holy shit, what have I, like, what have I missed? Like, yeah. what, what did I like, miss? I like, love, I hmm. love that there was just no questioning of him as a person. They were just like, oh, you'd never do this to me. Mm. Yeah. Like, like, I, I really, really love that. Like, that's just a really simple thing to do with a character that mm. makes him immediately endearing and makes their relationship immediately endearing. Uh, do we want to talk about the only bad part of their relationship so we could just get it over with and then just actually get to the good the good parts of it? Because yeah. There's just one bad part. There is there is. Um and I think we just we got to rip the band-aid off. Yeah, the playground sequence is oh. fucking horrendous. Oh. Uh, even like I like the sequence in the coffee shop. I thought that was really cute. I like the way he switches the mugs with Happy and makes him drink like Happy's a dick. Like, he was like, here's mustard, and, like, had him, like, pour that in his coffee, mm-hmm. and he's like, and he knows he did it, so he switches uh-huh. the cups of coffee. <laughs> Fucking love that. Uh, but then going to approach Electra and being like, uh, hey, excuse me, uh, can I get some huggy, honey? And she's like, it's right there. And he's like, I, can I get a little bit more help than that? She's like, what are you, bl- oh, oh, shit. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he, he used it, too. He literally, like, he knows. He knows oh, yeah. he can fully. He knows the where thing. the honey is. That's the thing. Is he said, "Can you hand me that honey over there?" He knows. Like I don't know. It's if you think about it for more. It's just he's he's the Riz master. Matt Murdock is just Marvel's. He fucks. Matt Murdock knows. He's just that dude. I don't know. He's he is that dude. The only thing that bothered me about this adaptation of Matt Murdock was the insistence and in following Electra and like grabbing her arm and being like, "Tell me your name." Like, oh, I don't know. So, and that's why the whole scene is mm. just forced because it's out of character for Matt Murdock to do something like that, and then for him to be in Matt Murdock, like blind mm. lawyer, to start jumping around and flipping around on a playground in the middle of no in the middle of a bunch of people doesn't make a whole lot of fucking sense is this Uh, just because did the matrix yeah like the matrix reloaded just had to have come out and like that's the playground scene with all of the agents i have to assume that that's the only reason that they did this is like we have the technology we have a guy that's kind of neo like that can fight like a bad let's just do like well, is the reloaded? Didn't... Was the reloaded? Like, because Matrix came out in ninety nine this year. I don't think it is it before out. or after. Because it's they're both in two thousand three reloaded That's and true. Uh And I think that it, if it was before, so this was it's February. Yeah, it had to have been. That's right. So, oh, so are you telling me? Yeah, this came this... out. Reloaded came out. In May <laughs> so they were filming at the same. It's not like that. This playground scene influenced the Matrix yeah. Reloaded playground no, not scene. At all. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, um, but that's the thing. But, is yeah, I was like... trying. I was trying to find like any like. Why did they do that? You know, was it like? It, it, I think it was really they were just trying to give them an original meet cute. Like they were really trying to do something mm. that's like 
a superhero and a super assassin <laughs> meet each other in a park in their normal identities, what happens there? And I think that's really what they were going for. The decision to, and if they did have stunt doubles, they were horrendous at their job to keep them in and do the choreography with them. Wow. It was just, it was just really, really clunky, really, really clumsy. It was, it was just a bad, bad hand to hand sequence. Uh, yeah. Like it took me out of the movie. Like I, I legit was, I was doing all right with the movie. I was like, this is okay. I don't, I don't love the adaptation so far, but I can get past that. I got to this part and I legit went, I need to turn this off for a while. I can't keep watching. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it was rough. It was rough. Um, I, yeah, it's just a weird decision to make, but that, I don't know, out of their relationship, it's kind of the only thing that, that I, that I don't like. Um, yeah, you know, I, I actually ended up really enjoying Jennifer Gardner as Electra. Which I was kind of a uh, kind of a doubter of at the beginning of this movie. No, not for any reason in particular, other than uh, Jennifer Gardner doesn't seem she doesn't fit the the character of Electra for me in my mind, uh, and she still doesn't. Like I don't think she did the character justice necessarily. I think it was just uh, the version of the character they put on screen this time. I think it worked out. You know, like I said, they adapted a story about Echo. Mm. And then just threw Electra, threw Electra in there, yeah. um, and it works. There's like there's some overlap there. Electra's dad dies, Electra's parents die, uh, and I'm excited to get to the Electra movie mm. simply for the comic influences. That movie is. Oh, we thought this one was going to be bad. That's the one we need to be worried about. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's the one that's just like. Oh no! This is this is, is it true. actually Jennifer Garner? Is it uh, yes, someone it's else? Still Jennifer Garner. Okay. Still Jennifer so same Garner. like universe. Like yes. Do they have? Sequel. It's basically okay. A sequel. Okay, I didn't like, actually know cameo that. Cameo was cut okay. from it. Like he's not in it. Um, hmm. but, I don't know uh, if it was just like a loose cameo or if it was like the legit. Kind I of think like... it's I think it's a soft cameo, but it is a oh, continuation okay. of her story. Or not gotcha. a soft cameo, a soft sequel. It, it but hmm. it is this version of the character hmm. uh, that mm-hmm. they are continuing. And uh, I'm excited to watch that because I haven't watched it, but mm-hmm. everything I've heard about Daredevil, I've heard ten times worse about Elektra. So. <laughs> oh, no. Why do the women just never get justice? You know, they never... I guess we are still in the early 2000s. Um, hey, at least they at least they gave it a shot, you know? Yeah, Maybe I guess they... yeah, I guess we got Catwoman coming up, and then, you know, Blade Trinity, then Elektra. So we got, we got some... Some women coming up, and then it seems like that's it. Probably for... a huge gap until Captain Marvel or Wonder Woman there. Quite huh? a while. Ooh. Probably Wonder Woman. It's probably the next one, right? Yeah, I'm still scrolling. I have not hit another woman. Yeah, um, Wonder Woman, then Captain Marvel, then Black <laughs> Widow. Yeah. Um, mm. Birds of Prey and Wonder Woman 84 between Wonder Captain Woman. Marvel and Black Widow. Wow, that's crazy, yeah. Wonder Woman is our 69th movie, and that will be the next woman movie after. That'll be the Electra. fourth woman-led movie. Eesh. It'll be our 69th movie. Nice. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I, I, that number uh, will never not it'll be never funny. Not be nice um, uh, ever. But, uh, so. Yeah, but beyond uh, beyond that playground scene, I did really enjoy Elektra and uh, Matt's connection in this movie. Like I said, if I had to pick a favorite scene, 
I have little to no doubt it is that uh, that rooftop fight between Daredevil and Elektra, where she takes his mask off, realizes it's Matt, and goes, oh, well, then you couldn't have done this. Like, it's it's obviously not you. I did something wrong. I missed something. Uh, I love that shit. I really thought that was awesome. Uh, and just, like, that that part, I was like, okay. The fight choreography here is like the fight choreography at a lot of other points in the movie was cool. That's why I'm like, what the fuck happened at that playground? I just don't get it. Like, I guess now that I'm, was it stunt? Was it like Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner in the playground scene? Like, I think so. Maybe that's that's, the problem. Maybe when it's darker, when they're in suit, when he's in a mask and it can be anybody. And then I, I guess it's probably just actual stunt people at that point and that's why it's just actually good um because that that it is very different like the like if the action was like the playground scene the whole movie this movie would like oh it would suck oh my god yeah it would be terrible but it would suck um Uh, i really do like the visual effects on daredevil too like i actually quite enjoy the way that they make him so acrobatic through cgi the sonar vision cool. is actually like done well too. Like the the I VFX like that. of that, like it's kind of like Batman's, like like uh, in Nolan's trilogy. Like yeah, movie. like it kind of yeah. Um, and I don't know. I think it was done like another action scene. Um, my favorite scene was him versus Kingpin. I mean, it's like it's the end of the movie. You know, the actual fight between them, him having the the sprinklers turn on, make it rain. He sees, he gets the upper advantage. Kingpin's like, yo, what the fuck? I've never been beaten. I've never even been hit before, really. I just kill someone right. in one punch. Um, and like, yeah, and then his decision not to kill him there. Like, it was, it was like, it made the decision of the C train okay, you know, at, at the, right. at the beginning, I guess. I'm not the bad guy. It was, it was it sick. Fulfills, it fulfills um, a character journey. And I think that's really, really compelling. Uh, I think that's important. You know, I think, I think people are too dismissive of a character not being the vision they have in their head of what the character is instead of just accepting a story as accepting that their character can be flawed and can go on a journey to uh, correct those flaws. You know, I think it happened. I watched this last night uh, after we talked about it so fucking much in the group chat with uh, Mm -hmm. the last Jedi Mm -hmm. Uh, Skywalker. I think, uh, I think that's a far better done story than daredevils here but uh <laughs> n- yeah. nevertheless like i think it's a similar situation as that sort of uh ben affleck's bruce wayne and batman like uh, specifically i recently rewatched the the snyder trilogy of man of steel mm. bbs mm-hmm. and Zack snyder's justice league and i realized that the the journey he goes on over the course of batman versus superman and Zack snyder's justice league is one that is super compelling and no, it's not a great adaptation. I don't think it's a great adaptation, but it's a really, really compelling story. And I think that there's, that's why I love that we separate the adaptation rating from the critical Mm. and enjoyment rating here, because they don't have to depend on it. You know, like it can affect it. And I understand if it does, you know, like 100%, but uh, I can't recommend enough that you try to be a little bit more open to different storytelling methods with your favorite characters, because yeah. there's just a lot of, a just a lot of compelling shit out there. And, uh, like seeing a character go on a journey like this, that they wouldn't otherwise go on. That's cool. I like it's kind of like they, they, they changed the origin of daredevil. 
which is kind of the it, same power, same everything, the way it happened, and it, sure. But, like, that's like if, um, like, Martha Wayne just didn't die. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, changing the origin, that's kind of nuts. But at the end of the movie, like, I'm... I'm not thinking, like, oh, my God, I'm still so pissed that they, they did his origin this way. You know, like, at the end of the movie, I'm, I'm like, oh, like, this was no, actually, yeah, and like, like... the origin change isn't big. Like, it's I guess, a small yeah. thing. You know, like, it's not... Just it's the not way a it thing. happens. I think, I think my favorite comparison from, the fifth, from this comic book journey through film so far is Batman 89. Uh, I think that is legitimately my favorite comparison for this movie. I think even Daredevil goes on a journey that Batman does not in that movie. Uh, but the way that Daredevil, uh, you know, he, the, the origin is only, the origins only slightly changed, you know, like in Batman 89, you have the, jo- the Joker, Jack Napier is the one who killed his parents, mm, you know, like, that true. doesn't, that's not, that's not typical. I guess that's the closest story. change to the, yeah. yeah like it's like, it's like it's a small thing. It, the same mm. thing is there's the same result. The same thing happens, but mm. there was a different route of getting there and they end up tying it back to the story to manage true. to make it compelling. You know, like, um, uh, I think, like I enjoy this movie more than Batman '89, which I am so shocked to say. I can't mm-hmm. believe I can't believe that I come away from this movie feeling that way. Uh, just not a huge fan of Batman '89. Love Batman Returns. I don't like this more than Batman Returns. I will say that. Uh, surprising like- is this the one word to describe this movie is surprising yeah. or underrated. I don't know what what the the correct one thing is here, but uh I wouldn't go so far as to say underrated. I can absolutely see why people don't like this movie. Like yeah. there are a lot of things that are like I don't know that critically it is that good, you know, like it is just uh I think it's more enjoyable than anything else. Like it, it is it's a fu- it's a fun watch that I'll be able to revisit. Uh and it wasn't it wasn't bad critically. I don't mean that, but like it, it's it's obviously mm-hmm. not a masterpiece. It's just it's just yeah. it's a decent movie. It's a decent movie. It's but the way it's been made out to me is that it's fucking terrible, and I I, I should avoid it like a fucking fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling to see where I do slot it in. It is pretty high. I, it's top ten, that's for sure, because it's better than Blade. And I am I am putting it above uh, Batman eighty nine for me as well, which is is my number nine it's just if it beats batman returns that that's like the closest movie in this project i feel that it that it does come close to say it does and it the more you were talking about it it is it is tough to put daredevil above batman returns so i think yeah i think it i mean that said though it still places daredevil at my eight out of what we've done 17 so it is top half which actually is surprising for daredevil wow yeah top half i guess it just slots it right in between my two batman movies yeah batman 89 and returns um but wow yeah i guess daredevil a top 10 movie i never would have thought like before this like i guess at the point that we are at would you have thought that daredevil would slot in in your top 10 i fully expect i i expected something Given 
maybe at ten. Because in in my okay. in my ranking, I wouldn't have expected to like it more than Blade. That's one that I or Batman eighty nine. I don't think I would have expected that. But prior to Daredevil, they would have been at eight and nine. Okay. So I'm like, yeah. maybe ten, maybe ten. But uh, now I end up I end up slotting it at seven. That's that's where I end up end up having mm-hmm. it. I've got uh, Superman at one, Spider Man at two, Mask of Phantasm at three, Batman Forever at four. X-Men at five, Batman Returns at six, and Daredevil at seven. That's how mm. I end up. I see. Yeah, I just have Superman two. That's the only movie that I have above Daredevil, which Superman, I don't know. I think I actually go to Superman two before I think Daredevil. I'd rewatch Superman two far sooner than I would Daredevil. I just, I cannot stand the kiss to make uh, her Lewis, that. that does suck. That does, that that is a a very crappy part of the movie. Like that, just like it really does, just put a fucking dampener on the whole fucking movie for me. Uh, but mm, that is tough. I would yeah, I would still I... revisit. I would still revisit it sooner. There are parts That's... of it that I like a lot more than this. Now it's a I lot more wholesome. It. It's a lot more happy. I like like I have more fun with it. I think it's just that. Uh... Yeah, like would I rather watch Batman Returns over Superman two? Yeah, so I don't know why that's above. Daredevil is where it starts to come close, but like now that I'm thinking of Superman 2, it's really just for like the cute-ish scenes between Clark and Lois that are like, you know, them at Niagara Falls and like that room. And um... and I'm excited to tell everyone that since we're talking Superman 2, I'm going to go ahead and get mm. this in there. We are going to cover the Richard Donner cut. We've been talking about it every yes. time we reference Superman 2. Uh we are going to do the Donner cut here in the coming weeks, the week, be- uh, the week before Superman returns, I believe, I think is when we're going to try and slot it in. Mm. So, uh, or the week after, I can't remember what we ended up landing on. Uh, I think it would be cause it came out in 2000. Uh, Superman returns and the Donner cut came out. In yeah. Six. Oh, I just wanted to, make sure because every every other movie i've actually put so the, the donner cut came out november 2nd and then i'm assuming that's probably after um, yes it is it is assuming so i think yeah it, it will be after Return. yeah and we're we're obviously basing it off of its uh yeah june 28th yeah so it will yeah, be in between superman returns and ghost rider like dvd release because the richard donner cut would technically be 1980 <laughs> But uh, it came, the, it, this movie wasn't released oh. in a while until 2006. So, uh, so did they? So it was like worked on, and like people just didn't like the Superman two movie, and then they were like, "Here is how it was supposed to be," like because of the reception of it. Or I don't think it was because of the reception of it. I think they took the opportunity that they were going to have the first Superman movie since. Christopher Reeve to go ahead and boost Superman a little bit more, boost mm. their sales a little bit more. People had been calling for the Richard Donner cut. They wanted to see that version of the movie. They went ahead and took advantage of it. Like, I think that's, I think that's all. I, see. Uh, I don't think yeah. it was necessarily, they were like, Oh, that was a failure. Cause I it guess, wasn't, it yeah. wasn't, it was a, it was a decent movie. Uh, you know, I think it's pretty, it's just good. You know, I wouldn't say it's great. I wouldn't say it's bad. It was just, it was just, a, it's a, it's a good movie. Uh, there are more standouts and there are, there are worse, there are far worse movies. So like, uh, 
and this this one's a kind of interesting it's it's interesting that i kind of balance it on, on a similar level to superman 2 the original cut i'm excited to see and hopefully enjoy the donner cut immensely mm. more that'd be that'd be nice i would like that a lot i haven't watched it though super excited got it on blu-ray for christmas and i cannot wait to crack it open but uh yeah that'll that'll be that'll be fun to to get to eventually oh for um, sure for but, sure uh, let's, yeah, knock I guess, out the, let's knock out some more favorites that's what i was gonna say is that um i wanted to just because i, I don't think she's gonna pop up at all like another character they did disservice to was was uh paige nelson um she just like wasn't that's just does that sound Karen wrong? Page. I don't know why. Karen Page. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I come. Wow. Bobby Paige Nelson. Nelson. Her last name and then marrying Matt. I like did so much. I, it sounded wrong. And I'm like, that just didn't sound. Anyways. But like, she just like was barely in the movie whatsoever. Um, and she was, was I guess, she just. in the movie? Yeah. Sadly. It was, uh, yeah, the totally actress who plays, uh, uh, in Grey's Anatomy. The main. Oh yeah, Meredith Grey. Uh, Meredith Grey is yeah, um, is who plays uh Karen in here, and she's like yeah, just barely in it. She's she basically is in the movie to call Matt hot, and that's about it. She's attracted to Matt, and Foggy tries a little bit, and then just gets shut down immediately. He's like, wow, Matt is just so hot, yeah, and then Foggy's like, yeah, he's pretty cool. I forgot about yeah, that. That's yeah, the second, call. that's exactly you forgot about her because why? Yeah, like she didn't have anything to do. Like, the comics that we were base we were basing this movie off of, basically nine through fifteen in that Daredevil run, he is mourning the loss of Karen hard. So, so interesting. Yeah, I, that that was kind of sad, but um, I guess my I think where do we want to jump to for favorites next? So we've done um, scene. Let's mm-hmm. do let's do line, and then we can do character and performance because I'm I don't know that either of my character or performance are Ben Affleck as Matt Murdock, which oh. is which is rare. It's rare for a solo movie, uh, and it Interesting. doesn't speak volumes about this adaptation for me but uh Hmm. okay i think my line i was either gonna go with the the fisk line of of him just his uh, wesley walks in uh his office and is is like uh gives him the news of something i don't know like everything's gone wrong whatever like do you want me to lock down something he's like uh no send him up like i this is uh, I was raised in the Bronx, Wesley. This is something that you wouldn't understand. Is and it's like mm-hmm. the line he says right before he fights Daredevil, um, and he's like, "Yeah, I just got to do this one on one." But uh, I think the line I have to go with is, "I'm not the bad guy." Like that's like yeah the part, of, the part of the movie that like the line that actually like sort of makes the movie. So I I, I couldn't really go with anything else. Um, yeah, that was the one that I was the most the most. Uh gravitated towards mm. it's definitely just kind of the thesis of the movie it's what he's trying yeah. to convince himself of the whole time it's what he ends up fulfilling and that's uh it's very satisfying uh i'm gonna go i am going to go with a kingpin line mm. because okay. it's uh it just feels like classic kingpin versus daredevil type shit and i really really love it uh when he says uh he says to bullseye 
how can you how do you kill a man without fear mm. i like that a lot i like that a lot just because like it's 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 simple it's it's very very straight to the point but uh you know daredevil the man without fear i love that idea i, lo- I love i love that tagline for the character and i love that uh he's known to be afraid of nothing so how do you kill how do you kill a man without that, fear that's scary that in itself is scary what does bullseye respond back with <laughs> by putting the fear in him and uh, how does that make how does it how yeah, like we just stated, he's not afraid of anything. How are you going to put the, like, you know? Well, and I think that's supposed to be menacing. Like, yeah, I'm, I'll am i be the guy who does it. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, you got it. Well, sorry, he's the one that makes you miss for the first yep. time. I don't it's like Hawkeye that. missing, you know? It's like, I don't know. It was kind of like Hawkeye missing an arrow for the first time or something. I don't know. Right. But like if it's if he takes like a villain arc from that point on. Right. Um, but interesting, I I had both my performance and character for for daredevil um i i was just the actual character development that he sees from the beginning of killing you know killing someone not just letting them die basically killing them and then you know ultimately not killing the man who was responsible for his father's death you know like that was that's pretty big and i like that storyline so like i i I do like the story a lot I, I really do, but I th- I I don't know. Like for me personally, Matt Murdock is the most boring version of the character we've ever seen. Um, kind of true. Uh, it, it and on the Daredevil side, like the most the most interesting this movie gets for me is at that like black and white ball at Kingpin, like where Kingpin shows up and like everyone's. Matt like confronts him briefly. Like I love that part of the movie. And I we think don't represent kind of... anyone who's guilty or like we only represent innocent people or something yeah. like that. It was like yeah. okay, damn. That was the most interesting Matt Murdock got, you know. And uh, I really, really, and, and you know what? The more I talk about it, the more I'm inclined to go with him as my character. Uh, I don't. I'm not going to go with him as performance. The, 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 the character fair, that though. was giving him a run for his money was Jennifer Gardner as Electra. I really, mm. really enjoy that character. Uh, I thought she was. Uh, I thought she was fantastically done. I love Michael Clark Duncan as Kingpin. Also, really, really, really good. Uh, just a, an actual menacing. Like, oh yeah, he might get the performance. Actually, now that He's I'm close. thinking of it, He's close. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna go a little out. Of, like, I know who my performance is. Oh, uh, that's that's Man, the one that am I'm. Am I like, just blanking right now? Like, am I missing? Just like. No, there's not a lot of reason for me to go with this. Uh, it's just I. I just really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I fucking love Colin Farrell as Bullseye. Dude, I was, uh, okay, it hit me last second. I'm like, wait a minute. Who am I just like kind of, what is the character we haven't really talked about that actually was kind of big and like, yeah. Oh, I fucking loved Colin Farrell. Okay. I, I think that he plays the like a perfectly campy super villain so well. I think it, it it fits in this costume. movie like a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in this movie like a glove when he shouldn't he feels so far out of left field but just like fuck yeah i love that i love that he's just recruited by kingpin and uh implemented into this movie uh it's not i don't think critically he has the best performance of the movie or anything but he's easily my favorite performance in the, the movie the moments whenever he like 
he he'll be super far away and you'll hit a shot and then like they'll look back at him and he'll be like yeah and he'll point to like his his little bullseye and he'll be like yeah that's my thing i'm yeah. bullseye like i can really throw shit <laughs> accurately bro the the, the paper clip the you know it, it, like he takes it out and like and everyone's laughing at him like Ugh, and he's like just slowly straightens it out. I just love that this guy can just kill anybody anywhere and just like, anything walk away. in his hands is dangerous. Anything yeah. is like whatever. Yeah. I mean, who's gonna walk, mess with him though? Yeah. He just killed a man with paper clips. Office, and he's like, uh, "How'd you get past my security?" He's like, "What security?" And then he looks down and he sees a dude with like three pencils in his neck. He's like, "Was that really necessary?" He's like, "Necessary? No." But it was fun. Like, uh, I love that shit. It's so, it's so dumb. I like, it's so stupid. It's so campy. And in a movie that was so melodramatic at a lot of points, like it, it is very much so based off those Frank Miller books. Like it is, it, mm-hmm. it takes that tone. It makes it, it makes it really, really grimy and tired. Uh, it, seeing a character mm-hmm. like this was just fun. It added a dimension to the movie that it didn't otherwise have. And, uh, I really, really enjoyed it. So I think, I think Colin Farrell, I also, I also just fucking love Colin Farrell. So like, uh, you know, there's, know. he did, he did a great job. That's the thing is that he, every time he was on screen, it wasn't like, all right, here's this guy again. It was kind of like, what is he going to do what next? The he like, what time. the fuck is he going to do now? Yeah. Um, which was he awesome. Like, like shatters the fucking uh, the, the the stained glass and then just starts throwing shards at him. <laughs> catches them all perfectly stacked too, like yeah. perfectly stacked. All of the shards are the same size too. Like yeah. I didn't even care. Like I I don't care. It was he was awesome. But I, I think now I that I'm performance wise, um, I think I actually have to go with with. Ooh, is it's either been like that's the thing. Ben Affleck like. His performance wasn't actually like the thing that I'm. It was more of the character development that I liked from him. Yeah, um, he did. He did, all, he did pretty Clark good. Duncan. He did pretty good as Matt Murdock, but it's. I think it's far from Ben Affleck's best work. I think Fisk. I mean, Michael Michael Clark, Clark Duncan, Duncan just. I mean, he was menacing. That dude was, and I don't know. I think the lines. How do you kill a man without fear? That's your line. Um you know, and then like his fight actually versus Daredevil. Um I really think was it's the characters around Daredevil that make this movie what it is. Yeah. You know, like I think that without like with a lesser Electro, with a lesser Kingpin, and I, I you probably could have done anything with Bullseye there the way that he was presented. Mm. It's just not as a they even had the morning montage of Fisk and how he gets ready and on the cufflings and then him looking at the like blank wall even. Yeah. And it was like, that was like, I was like, whoa, I'm like, yo, like, I felt like they were just kind of doing Fisk as like the big boss bad guy. But then they were actually like diving into like his actual like character tropes, which was super like, I don't know, this movie did pretty well. Um, that's the thing. It did well to pay homage to some adaptation stuff. But like, it, I'm the way I'm talking of the adaptation is like, you know, it's going to get a good score. It won't like it's not. It's not. Yeah, not it's, it's it's it'll be yeah. an interesting one. I'm excited to rate it. I'm excited to rate it. But uh, so you're going with Michael Clark Duncan as Fisk for the performance? I am. Yeah. Did you lock oh, in Matt or Daredevil as I your character? I'm gonna have to. I think I'm gonna yeah. have to because I still like it. I I do love I do love Daredevil. I'd feel remiss not to go with because even in his most boring uh, iteration, 
still a super compelling character. I love the character journey that this that this this character sees. Uh, it's a compelling it's a compelling story. Ben Affleck doesn't bring the most to this role, I don't think, but he does a really good job with what he was given. You know, uh, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it, and I love the character mm-hmm. of Daredevil. So I, I can't confidently go with anyone else. You know. Yeah, it is, and I, I think we've said, like, before, is that if you're in your origin movie and you're not the character, then that's, like, that's, that's just sad. Problem. Like, yeah, that is that is a, a problem. Um, and, you know, one character, uh, Ben Yurk, haven't talked about yet. I was thinking wow. about, may, you know, maybe, like, uh, no, there's no way I don't think he can get any nods here. But, like, um, they did another homage that they, they paid, you know, to the comic, the, of him being, like, he knows it's it's Matt Murdock. He doesn't have like the the up close like actual moment with him, but you get the idea that Matt is listening in, you know, somehow or like he because he's standing on the rooftop right when Ben is typing that paper and he walks out and he's like already looking at him. So it's like he I guess he you know, he knows in that moment somehow whatever. Um that. but then he you know, he's he just says like go get him, Matt. And you know he heard that. Like, you know that Matt heard that part, at least. You know, sure. which which was really cool. A good, you know, just a, a good good way to end it, I thought. Um, but my, I was thinking of that as my shot whenever he's, like, up on the rooftop, kind of bent down, and, like, Ben looks up at him um, for my shot. But I I don't think the the shot where he is in the cemetery bleeding after being stabbed by Electra um and he's on like the cross holding on to it and the blood is dripping down is it on top of the church and it's not a cemetery oh so it is the church Uh, maybe that's what yeah i guess because that's right because then it's at the very beginning and the end um and he falls down but like the slow like it's following his blood like dripping down and then like then it rests on him up there like just holding it like ah it was just yeah it just looked so badass um, yeah, that's a good that's a good choice. Uh, there were a few options for me. I really really enjoyed that shot. That was definitely a top one. And uh, that's also pretty shot for panel. Like mm. that's a that is a panel in Daredevil Comics is him draped over the cross on top of a church at some point. Um uh, it did a good job there. Um I love the shot where the bodies are riddled throughout the room on his like first mission and the pool table's like on fire and he's like silhouetted. Love that. Ooh, okay. That uh, was nice. But I do think this this one's another kind of like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, I come away from this movie and the one that I remember the most and the one that I'm set, because I watched this a couple days ago, you know, like it's, I'm not fresh off of it. The one that stuck with me was the shot of a thug in an alleyway with a light beating down on top of him towards a wall and then Daredevil's shadow up the wall yes and he looks back at it and yeah oh dude okay loved that i loved that because like daredevil's head's like huge in the shadow on the wall like i loved that shot Mm. thought it was incredibly menacing thought it captured the essence of what the fear that daredevil strikes perfectly uh i I think i have to go with that i think that is my favorite shot of the movie that's good no that is good when is that like when does that happen? I couldn't in the tell movie? you if that was closer to the oh. beginning or the like middle. I Damn, think it's the middle of the movie. 
Man. Yeah, because I, I remember, like, it is really cool the, like, he uses fear as, like, a tool. Kind of like Batman, you know? It's, fear um, is a tool. And, and that was, like, that was just perfect. Like, um, the thug, like, looking up at the wall and seeing that, and he was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, he's like, oh, shit. Like, no bueno here. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm trying to just scrub through the movie see if I can find it. Um, oh? Yeah, isn't it? I think it's right here, actually. Yeah, yeah, here it is. Bam! Um, and with this... timestamp there? Uh, it's around 44... Uh, 44.16 is when he first shows up on the wall. And then I'm assuming is the... Like, if you were to screenshot it, would you want when the thug is looking up at the shadow? You know, like, looking back up at it? Yeah, that... Okay. Yeah, because that... That is sick. I got it. Right here. Yeah, that's like forty four nineteen. Forty four. Yeah. Ooh, no, I want mm. it whenever Daredevil's full body is in the shot and he starts like running away. Oh, is that after? Like it's he just comes... a little oh, bit oh, after. Oh, okay. I see that now. Like, okay, his like actual like, so, turns, like his arms are in face. there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, like forty four twenty seven, like forty four twenty seven ish. Yeah. Right before it switches. Ah, okay. Yeah, that that's nice. Yeah, um, I like that a lot. Uh, okay, there we go. I thought go. that was a really clean shot. But, yeah, uh, yeah mm-hmm. I think that rounds out our favorites then. I think it is. I do want to... My, my other maybe choice was the Stan Lee shot, uh, just for the Stan Lee moment. You know, just uh, him saving saving him. And, and, uh, but as a shot in the movie, it's not like... You know, doesn't stand up to to that one in the alleyway or or him up on the cross with the m- full moon in the background too. Oh, like, clean, yeah, clean. so in the city, so yeah, these okay. There we go. Is it time to rate it now? I guess I do believe it is indeed. All uh, right, I'm left in a really really positive spot. We got four different ratings. We got enjoyment, genre, adaptation, and critical. Enjoyment's pretty self-explanatory. How we're feeling feeling about it on a personal level, genre. This will be an interesting one since it's probably just action drama. Action crime is what IMDb gives it. Okay, I can get Um, I can get behind that. I like that a lot. There's there's a corruption angle in here. mm -hmm. It's a little bit it's a little bit more of a crime drama than anything else on the list. So that's cool. Uh, Adaptation. How well it was adapted from the comic books that came before it. And critical rating, all things filmmaking. How did it turn out for us? And it'll uh, it'll, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it does there. Mm. I'm excited to get there. But mm. let's do it then. Enjoyment-wise, I'm sitting pretty on this one. Uh, let's think about it. Um, it's, okay. I'm like, I was expecting to be like middle of the road before I watched the movie. And I'm de- it's, I'm past that. I'm like, Oh, it's easy. Not, um, that's for sure. I think it's like, I mean, Blade was a seven five. Um, I and think that's that makes it kind a of, yeah. Like, I don't think it's quite an eight. Eight is like okay. That's like that's where you're starting to get quite like good. really good. That's um, where you get really good. I but think, I, was, I think. Yeah, my head. I was around seven five, and then I'm like, okay, well, if Blade's a seven five, I can't. I can't say this is the same level as Blade, I don't think. I, think I enjoy I, it more than Blade. I do. Yeah. Uh, I think 775 is fair. You know, I really, really enjoy this movie. It's not uh, not great, 
Uh, it's not one of my favorites of all time, but I do really, re- I do enjoy watching it. I think it, like I said, it'll be one I revisit. I'd certainly revisit it sooner than Blade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. Yeah. But uh, seven, seven, five. That's a good. That's a good score to come to. It ties it with Batman eighty nine there in the uh, in the enjoyment mm. category, which I think is fitting. Uh, but with that, on to genre and as an action crime drama, does a pretty good job. Does a pretty good job. I'd say it's uh, like we said, the action was pretty strong, aside from one scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crime angle was very, very strong. I thought. Um, yeah. But when we think about crime movies. I'm not going like, oh, I gotta watch Daredevil then. Yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but it, it knew the movie knew what it was, and it didn't stray away from it. You know, it, it's not like they they tried anything crazy. Um, I think it's kind of around the same as like I'm in like the seven. I was I was thinking seven, seven, yeah, just like, yeah, like seven that's, range. That's, that's right where I was. Um. And that's around Superman 2. X-Men was Super- yeah, 7-5, which I... Okay, I think that actually... 7 does sound right. Yeah, I feel good um, about it. Plus, you know, like, it, it it is incredibly original compared to all the rest of the movies. Like, I wouldn't define any of the rest of these as crime movies. Mm-hmm. And I would I would feel comfortable labeling this that. And I think it did a good job, but it didn't do a great job at that. So, like, uh, I think a 7 is a good, a good stopping point. Right. Uh, adaptation... This is mm. extremely middle of the road. Yeah, I think that that's kind of where I was thinking is like it's they chose to do some things that were very inaccurate, but in doing so, I think they did handle it well. I Foggy and and Karen, I think is just that's ter- that was handled pretty poorly. It's just they weren't big characters in the movie. Um yeah, though, so yeah. I don't think they really had to care. Um, and but when I it think comes... it's important that like, but it is important for adaptation. Like Foggy is a huge part That's of Matt's true. life. Karen is a huge part of yeah. Matt's life. Uh, Matt has a no kill rule from the get go. Doesn't have a no kill rule here. Uh, his origin has changed. I'd say the most comic accurate part of this movie is Kingpin. Uh, Electra even. She, yeah. Her storyline in this movie is based off Echo. You know, like it's not, it's not based off Kingpin. So like, uh, I have a tough time. I have a tough time label like this is so far adaptation wise for me bottom two. Okay, so I mean, maybe I'm missing one on adaptation. Supergirl is at three. Yeah, out of ten. And then we we gave Batman and Robin a five. I think that's a better adaptation than this movie is. I really do. Uh, I'd I'd go f- uh, not by a lot, like four seven five, okay. maybe four five. It's like, closer it's not, to Batman and Robin than Supergirl. Oh, far closer to so, Batman and Robin than it is than it is to Supergirl. Uh, because, like, like I said, there's a lot. I think the changes they did make worked for the story they were telling, but that affects enjoyment and critical rating more than it affects adaptation you know like uh, adaptation wise i'm just going with how did it do with the character that we were dealt and i think it had a rough time i think it uh it didn't handle a lot of the characters around him correctly as far as adaptation is concerned again i think it worked for the movie they were they were putting before us but i don't think it worked as an adaptation no yeah it's it is kind of sad but i guess we're getting 
we're getting a new Daredevil movie here soon. And uh before long. Yeah. And another season. Um so who knows? Um another se yeah, another season too. Which whoo the actual good stuff. When we get to the good stuff. Um but yeah, I don't know. This yeah, the adaptation was just just kinda weak. A little less than, than halfway is That's what I say. You can't can't give it middle of the road if if you're coming away from it being like eh, like yeah if you're coming away a little negative you can't can't give it exactly for sure. five so i, I think sure. like that's fair okay well enjoyment and genre i think are the only ones where it's gonna do decent in i think oh uh, i don't know critically I, I it's kind of it's not I terrible above middle of the road yeah it's you above know, a I, five Oh, for sure. I'm I'm yeah. leaning towards six critically. You know, I think it's uh, I think it's an all right movie. I think I like it a lot more than I liked Blade Two. I think it's better made than Blade Two was. Uh, I think the writing they put forth is a lot better. Like I said, I didn't like the adaptation, mm-hmm. but to be able to make a movie where the adaptation was as mediocre as it was and still compel me, that's hard to do. That's hard to do. Uh, I don't think like there are a lot of shots in this movie that I was surprised with how good looking it was. Uh, it was acted relatively well. I think dialogue was a little hit or miss, but uh, I'm not a huge fan of the score. You know, there's there's a few things that are yeah. just kind of like a yeah, but uh, I don't think I can confidently tell you it's as well made as Batman Forever. I think that's no. where I'm kind of. Yeah, it's either a six or a six two five. Is it better than Superman two or not? Is kind of where I'm at, and I, I don't know. I'll really tell you it's better. No, I'll put it I on think the same level though. I think it's just a six here. I think that that's kind um, of where I was, where I was leaning anyways, because I'm like, it's not middle of the road. I think you know they they did have some aspects of the movie that that they actually did well, um, but it's not really anything more. I can't give it more than a six. Um. And I'm that with- would average it out to be a 6.38, so 64% around. Um, IMDb gives it a 5.3 out of 10. And Rotten Tomatoes is actually very interesting. The critical rating is a 43%, but the audience is a 35 The audience doesn't like it. Like, they hate it more than the critics, which is rare. I think that's a rough uh, one. I think that's a rough... I think that's not... A, that's not fair. fair. No. I don't think it's fair. Um, I think, like, this is the first comic book movie off the coattails of Spider-Man. Yeah. Which yeah. is a tough position to be in. That uh, is tough. <laughs> six... Was it 638? Is that what it is? Yeah, 64%. So it's, um, so it is below Blade, average-wise, but above Howard the Duck. Perfect. Um, that is exactly... No, I don't know. That's perfect. Um, but actually, captures. actually, like, yeah, a little bit below Blade, because I think Blade is overall a better... Like, I think it's a better movie. It's a better adaptation. Like, I mean, like, it's an original take on the character, but... But uh, Blade is... It's very close. That's the thing. Like, 64 to 68, like a point four different. You know, like... A four percent difference. That's like about where I, I mean it. The closest movie on this list, I think, to Daredevil is Blade. Um, oh yeah, I feel good about that. I feel good about so, that. Uh, there we go. But yeah, so at a sixty-four percent, we round out Daredevil. 
uh, what a what a film it was. It was an interesting one, and I'm very glad that we've covered it. But uh, with that, I think we will conclude this episode of the comic book journey through film here on uh, the Penny Bloom podcast. Next week, we'll bring us back to the X-Men franchise, which I'm super excited about. X2, X-Men United mm, next week, which is going good to one. be a good one. Got a pretty straightforward comic reference for you there. God loves man kills. That's pretty That's straightforward. About, it's about all it is. Uh, <laughs> As far as the uh, adaptation is concerned, that's probably the best X-Men movie. Uh, close to close to it, especially of that original trilogy. It's easily the best, so I'm excited, sorry, to discuss that. But with that, if you would, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including poll lists and uh, book reviews and, you know, a uh, any comic book movies that are coming out at the moment are going to be covered on Patreon for now. Uh, we covered Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania just a couple months back. You know, you won't hear it on the main show until it pops up in the, in the timeline. So that'll be a while down the road. But if you want any modern, uh, currently releasing comic book movies, they're getting covered on patreon.com slash penny if you would head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Remember to leave a five star rate and review wherever you might be listening. Uh, that'll be a huge help. I was Colton Robertson and I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And I'm not the bad guy.